Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil and Scott as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. I can almost hear like the relief that our viewers are going, oh, thank God it's a Phil pick this week. They know it's going to be good because I only pick good books. I'm sitting pretty on top of the leaderboards, but sure, we'll get that in our time. Uh, welcome to another episode. Uh, this week we have read and we will be discussing uh, Superman Red Sun. It's from 2003, written by uh, Mark Miller and art by Dave Johnson and Andrew Robinson. But there's another name, I think, in there. Killian Plunkett. I think he does some of the art in issue too, right. I believe. Could be wrong. But yeah, that's what we, we've read and we'll be discussing this week. I am, of course, joined uh, by my cohorts. I have Shane. Ahoy, hoy. And I have some Russian guy. I can't pronounce that name. I think it's Scott. Oh, hi, guys. How you doing? It's good to see, Scott, that you're, you're out of those Alad boxes, you know, Alad likes comics. Oh, God, yeah. You're so <laughs> pleased to be out of that box. Yeah. But, um, folks, we are on the, the countdown to the end of season two. There's only t- This is the tenth, 10 more weeks, including this one, that these guys have the chance to topple me off the top spot. They haven't managed so far, so I thought I'll try and take myself off the top spot by picking another good book and Superman Red Sun. How's that sound? Sounds but like the... cheating. It does. Sounds really, um, sounds really humble as well. That's, that's just me. But listen, the guys who watch live in the chat tonight, you could have your say on our leaderboard because next week we have no clue what we're reading because you guys will be deciding that at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that and get your picks ready. And we'll see what we will be reading next week. But we'll uh, make a start with this. Um, first of all, I'll see who's in the chat live. We have Highland G. He was the first one here. Saying, hey, party people. And we have Martin from Sonic's Comics. And Ethan all. And Kevin. Uh, St. Ethan comrades. Or comrades. I can never pronounce that right. Comrades. That's comrades. Comrades. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Superman Red Sun. It's if you haven't read this and or can't tell already, it's an Elseworld story. It's not DC continuity at all. Essentially, it is what if Superman didn't land in a little country town in the US of A, but instead it lands twelve hours earlier in uh, the USSR occupied or owned Ukraine territory. And uh, yeah, he obviously is used as part of the Soviet Union as a pawn really during the cold war instills fear into the americans and kind of control the world but of course superman wants to remain good he's a good person a good alien kind of and uh yeah i know he uh he he helps the americans i'll say that i'll do that but yeah and it's all about kind of him becoming president um superman they called president superman and obviously lex luther his his arch enemy he becomes the president of usa that's all about how the world evolves with socialists and capitalists and all that kind of stuff and uh a really good kind of political drama thriller um with some very interesting consequences towards the end and of course we get like russian version of batman i mean if that doesn't sell this book I don't know what will. I mean, just call the book Russian Batman, and I'll Batsky. I'm in. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 a brief synopsis. But we'll we'll delve into the book uh, deeper, of course, and uh, we will start with Scott. Do you want to give your first thoughts? Yeah. Uh, this was um, cool. You know, it was uh, as an Elseworld story. We haven't read many, have we, on here? And I don't particularly go out of my way to to read them anyway. 
um, uh, just because I struggle enough to follow the general, the actual canon timeline of DC stuff, never mind try and find and read what happens on in other timelines. Um, but it was really interesting. Um, the, the one thing that I really found myself thinking about while I was reading this was... Um, did the writer think about the whole uh, nature nurture kind of argument in theory? You know, you know, he he was he was a good ish uh, hero, um, but I don't think I want to call him a hero in this story. Um, uh, you know, but he had the morals now and again. You know, especially at the start of the story where he saved um, saved the people from the what was it the Daily Planet globe falling off the building. And, you know, save them. So that was his, like, I need to help people. I don't care, like, who they are. I want to help people. But then the further he got, you know, the older he got and stuff like that, it seemed to be more like, you'll do what I say. And he starts, you know, implanting all of these, you know, the the brain uh, controlling chip things on their heads and stuff. So, yeah, it it really did make me think, like, you know, just all about nature nurture. Uh, And that was probably the biggest theme that I kept coming back to reading this. I agree. Like I say, you know, there's like the Superman we know is in there somewhere. But I suppose when the things occur and things happen that make him kind of um, lean more towards the uh, the communist, uh, you know, takeover of the world, I suppose, he, he goes with it. Think, he mm. thinks he's doing the right thing, though, doesn't he? He thinks he's yeah. doing what's right. Leaders mm. always do, don't they? You know, <laughs> ultimate power corrupts ultimately. And if you're not held in check, you know, he doesn't have his mum and dad, does he? To I like that, I like that held in check. Because obviously chess is a pretty big theme as well, because essentially this is yeah. one big chess game. You know, yeah. between him and Lex Luthor and Brainiac, of course, in the end. And uh, yeah, Shane? I obviously read this back in 2003 when it came out, when I bought my copy. <laughs> and uh, even back then, and like my memories of it, because I hadn't read it for years and years, but my memories of it, it still stuck to me as the best non-canon Superman story I've ever read. But now rereading it, um, my opinion has changed massively because now I feel this is the best Superman story I've ever read. Um, Canon or non-canon, this is just a fantastic Superman story. I absolutely love this book. See, this is one of the things, one of the reasons why I picked it, because I've tried to find for myself a Superman story that's up there with likes of Dark Knight Returns or Year One, like the, like the, like the Superman version of the Batman classics. And I thought Up in the Sky was going to do it. I thought that was the one, get you guys into it. We're all going to love it, Up in the Sky. But of course, it fell completely flat. You ruined my week. Yeah, well, and I just, I, I, I feel like I'm determined to find the best Superman story. And I think Shane's right. This could be it. Not because I'm being biased, it's my pick. But there's just not that many good stories on par with those Batman stories. And I think this could potentially be one of them. Absolutely. Because it's not just a punchy, punchy book, is it? You know, there are some action scenes, but mostly it's it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation between two countries, basically, and how they... Oh, go on. I'd like to ask a question about your experiences of reading Superman comics and how much you've read. You want to know our experiences? Yeah. Or just, um, up in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, it? Wasn't the one we read for the Nerd Herd. It was... Uh, Sacrifice. Sacrifice, yeah. Yeah. So have you only just read stuff for the Herd? Have you not, uh, like... Some, just, some Justice League stuff, like you know, more kind of recent runs, like the New 52 run of Justice League, which he's in, of course. Yeah. But I've I've never really read Superman solo stories, I suppose. Right. So, right. yeah, that's why I've determined to find good ones. Cause, <laughs> A good one, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Superman, he, he's the original. He's the original superhero in comic yeah. form. Like, I mean, there should be iconic stories. I only ask because um, I just wonder... Like, well, from Shane's perspective, then, you know, it'd be good to get an answer from him as well. But it's just like, why is this the best one? Because I've only read the ones I've read for The Hood. And, um, you know, maybe this will give an indication of how I feel. But uh, it's, you know, it's not blowing me away. But it's 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 definitely a good one compared to the other Superman stories I've read. Um, 
but I'm just like, uh, if you're talking about like the 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 leaderboard score and you want it to be the top, I'm like, nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, me and Shane could give it a ten. The guys in the chat could give it a ten, and uh, if you bring it down, well, then we all know you're playing funny buggers. Four point five, yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, like I, I kind of see where you're coming from in that. Why would why would this blow anyone away? But then I think it's maybe it's a case of maybe if had you read more Superman stuff, like if I think mm. if I had read more Superman stuff as well, this would blow me away more than it hasn't really blown me away either. It's the good story that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. But again, it's not that kind of story that I think's iconic, likes of Dark Knight Returns for me. It's not up that level just yet. Slightly better than Kingdom Come mind, but sure that's yeah. that's another argument for another day. But um, yeah, just I, I do see where you're coming from. That I could see how maybe with it being a conversation for three issues, and it all wraps up at the end of the third issue. Just, just, just oh, I mean, yeah, I was just I was brilliant. Really yeah, yeah, absolutely amazing way to finish the book, and to just completely change the whole dynamic of everything you've just read beforehand. Mm-hmm. Because if Lex Luthor knew what we know by the end of the book. How would this book have gone then? Like, it's just so clever to just leave you with this constant question that you're never going to get answered. And I absolutely, the, the writer, I mean, Mark Wade, I mean, come on. Come on. See, it's fantastic it, in the 2000s, wasn't he? So, Mark Miller in the 2000s was his peak. Um, and this is, this is his peak Superman book. See, I always read. Goodreads reviews after the nerd heard, but today I actually read it today because I just want to get a taste of what people think of this book. And there's the writer called Patrick Rufus. Have you ever heard of him? I think he wrote The Name in the Wind. He's wrote a few fantasy novels and he commented on this book. And I've never really thought about this before until he, he said it. The writing and the story is really tight, which makes sense in terms of like there's nothing, there's no loose ends. It's a perfect kind of story. It kind of goes full circle, it gives you everything you need and then just comes around again. So it's just a really tight, clever story. And that makes sense, yeah. like his review. I quite like that. Yeah, it is It is clever in the way that you can just, you know, you can read this whole thing and then you find out the ending and then you go, wait a minute, like, let's, let's do it again, let's do it again. And then, like, you see, you, yeah, like Shane said, the whole perspective just switches because now you know this information. I don't know if we should spoil it. I'm assuming everyone's read it, but... It's a 20-year-old book. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Let that's me true. just catch up on some folks who have arrived in the chat before I lose my way. Uh, Dominic, the comic book report, is in, and hey, hey. Oh, and he, he loves Red Sun. I think nice. me and Shane do at least. We're not too sure yet in Scott, but we'll find out. And uh, Highland G saying, uh, oh, the bias. Russia expanding is bad, but US trying to control everyone is just fine. It's the way of the world, isn't it? Um, he does say he thinks even in the US, uh, the Kent's Clark would be a completely different person. Mm. And then Kevin and uh, mm-hmm. Martin are saying, try All-Star Superman and Peter Tomasi's run on Superman, which I own, so I will read at some point. Yeah, All-Star that's... Superman was so boring. Oh, really? <laughs> I was so bored reading that book. Is that, that's Grant Morrison, isn't it? And the art is so ugly. It's like it didn't even have anything to keep me interested. I didn't feel bad for him at the end. I was just like, book done. Bye. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not reviewing All Star Superman today. <laughs> it's a very quick I'll, show. I'll just no, never, never pick that because I'll get marked down. Yeah, we need to have like a blacklist of books to never choose. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, what did we kind of think? We'll just kind of move on to the art briefly before we kind of show our pages and stuff what um did you think of the art because i hadn't realized there's an issue two of this there's two different artists hmm. and you do see the change in the art slightly very but, no it's very noticeable do you think so yeah but then when it switches back i didn't notice it switching back to the original artist i think no maybe you're just maybe you're just a little bit more accepting than me okay so you, you <laughs> did you prefer the art from the start yeah and not not the metal part portion yeah it just it went a bit i don't know it's hard to explain like the original i i think maybe what they were doing where the the time was traveling far like you're going through the 30s 40s 50s 60s maybe it was to co you know to coexist with the 60s it was to give you that 60s feel because it felt like a 50s book when it started 
you know like the yeah. art was very 50s all the buildings were very 50s so maybe the artist just took over to do a decade in the book and i'm fine with that if that's the case but if he took over just to do half of the book it was just quite off-putting yeah i mean Again, 2003, you obviously read the single or the issues when they came out. I, I don't know what, if there was time constraints trying to get that out or something. You know, in books in general, I think if when you change the art, even if you think it mean, makes sense to the story, it, it, it's quite, no, I don't want to say it wasn't too jarring in this, uh, this instance for me, but it can be quite off putting that you just change the artist. Just wait the extra few weeks and let the first guy do it, you know. It could also be edits. Um, you know, it could be that these weren't initially in the story and, you know, the DC editor was like, we need this extra thing explained. So they went back, wrote it and couldn't get the artist. So you don't know why they do things like this because it, it wouldn't make sense to have a different artist when you've got one artist for the majority of the three issues. See, it's funny because I think the art change was quite subtle. You obviously think it was more so. Scott, did you even notice? Um, I'll be honest. Um, I've had quite the the mentally taxing week, and uh, I had to pretty much um, assign how I'm going to concentrate on this story, and it was just focus on the writing, focus on the writing. And you know, I knew what was I know knew what I was looking at, I knew where I was, and everything. So um, that kind of in like detail there of like artists changing didn't pick up at all and sorry i know i'm I'll just be, I'm being honest but the stuff i did pick up uh the little things i did notice is that i found that some uh sections especially like the eyes and certain like facial expressions um reminded me of lock and key um mm. i got that vibe uh i think it was mostly in issue two uh, but yeah, so that kind of took me back. Big, big fan of Lock and Key. Love this stuff, and uh, so that was that was quite nice for me to look at. Um, uh, whenever it comes to any sort of what if or Elseworlds story, I always enjoy. Um, I always enjoy seeing how costumes change. Mm. Um, oh, that's very. <laughs> <apt>. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone listening to the podcast, um, Shane just turned off his camera, took off his jumper uh, as soon as I said costume change. He, put his, he turned his camera back on. Um, so yeah, so it was really cool, you know, seeing this. Just, just, but they were just really subtle changes, weren't they? You know, Superman just darker and the chest had changed. Um, Batman just put a hat on. Uh, <laughs> he stitched some ears to it. Give him some credit. <laughs> yeah. And then Wonder Woman, her she was more like black and red, wasn't she? In her costume. Um, but yeah, and um, and then I also really like the the vibrancy of the Ooh. colors um, in terms of uh, when the when powers were being used, so like you know the reds for the laser laser vision, uh, the blues for the ice ice breath, mm. and the greens when there was the fight with between Superman and Bizarro, um, really vibrant. But that is all you're gonna get out of me art wise um, because I just really had to focus on the writing this time. Sorry. I'm I'm wondering, Shane, does that make Scott's score null and void? I mean, we'll take it for for the bit of bit of crack, but should we really count it as part of the average? We should probably double it. Whatever he says, we'll have to double it. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll double it. <laughs> um, Highland G is also offering uh, books that we should read. The new Krypton books are his favourite Superman books. I've never heard of the Krypton books. I have to check that out. And he is agreeing that he hates art changes unless it's an annual or something, which is fair enough because they do tend to change for annuals. I notice more now that and read or less Marvel DC is generally indie books have one artist, and that is the case with Marvel. Like I say, if someone's behind, they just ship it off to somebody else because they have targets to meet. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's us. Tottenham Gaming was asking, say hi, Will, Tottenham Gaming. It is the fierce pick this week, so get your thinking caps on. Um, before we go into our pages, is there anything else you want to comment on the art at all? I mean, what I mean, you mentioned costume designs there. I mean, obviously, over the years, Superman changed from like he was obviously wearing the uniform, and then I think I can't remember the second issue what he was like but towards the end. Obviously, he had gray hair, gray in his hair as well, didn't yeah. he? And he, he looked more accomplished, experienced superhero, even, even if his uniform was different. And I thought it was cool. Um, but Again, my my favorite thing in this book, for more like a kind of a nod, was the uh, Russian Batman, and I thought he looked fantastic. 
like again just like more like a simpler like combat pants kind of you know it just looks so cool like come on you gotta agree with me he did yeah he did look very cool yeah good and he smiles a lot more than the american batman doesn't he his smirky little snarky smile that he does it was sinister. more sinister, yeah, like really sinister. Yeah. Like he, he's not smelling for fun. He's like, I'm gonna enjoy this. But uh, moving on to that, then I will show one of my. I picked two pages. It's my pick, and I'll pick as many as I want. I picked two, and the first one I did pick, if I could find it, because I'm terrible with this, is of course Batsky. When you see Batsky kind of uh, swooping down off. I can't remember building it was or where it was, but obviously from the Superman sign. The Russian version of the Superman sign, and he just looks so cool. Like, even his cape's kind of beaten and tattered, and he's got holes in it, and he has the kind of combat pants. And he's got his little what are they called? What's those hats called? Something in for them. Someone else oh. in the chat. Yes, hat. I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I have one, and I can't even think of what it's called. Yeah, but I just think, yeah, even with it's, I can't really say it's my favorite page. I just, and you see him in that kind of action pose. You know, bullets raining down on them. Um, I thought that was fantastic. So I good. really, I really like the process in the top four panels there. You know, him like grabbing the grappling hook, throwing it, it going mm-hmm. around the the sign, and then his grin. Like, was that like a yes? I've done it. Like, I don't didn't quite understand the grin panel there. See, I but, think that uh, is more like ha ha, come yeah. get me type of thing. Like he knows he's 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 good at this. This is this is what he's good at. You're not getting me because at this point, I think he had escaped uh, the Russian forces. Uh, they, they give a number many, many times. They tried to get hold of him, but they couldn't. And even at this point, they thought they had him, but he was able to fool them. So he must have been a bit cocky, mm. but arrogant that he, he could get away from them easily this time around. But uh, sticking with the Batman theme, I suppose, I'll go into my second page, which again is another Batman page. But it's this Shock. time, I know. Where he's in like the Russian version of the Batcave, and I just thought the kind of like just the the, the big shadow, the kind of purple, the bats, uh, the kind of perspective, like the camera angle you're sitting at. I just thought it just looked such a cool page. And um, one of the things Scott mentioned about lock and key, and if you look at the face of the Peter or whatever his name was, yeah, the face there is quite reminiscent. How is that the right word? Of the yeah. lock and key faces, you know. And uh, yeah, I just thought this image was so cool. And you've got the coin in the background, you've got all the little kind of bowling pins or whatever else. And I just thought this was um, outstanding. But they also has the American flag. So, but obviously he's Russian, but he has the American flag. I don't know if that meant he just is anti Russian everything or what. But yeah, I just thought it was so cool. But now it makes me want to know who these bad guys are that he got all these trophies from. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree, and there, there should be a, a, a solo series, spin-off <laughs> series of this. Batsky. And it would sell, because I think everyone oh, yeah. quite uh, really enjoyed um, his role in this book. But yeah, that, that was that was my page. I just thought, incredible. Would, would, would that one be called Dark Sun? <laughs> oh, uh, I'd like that. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> if, there's any, if, if Mark Miller's listening... Yeah, we coined sure, this sure here on, on the Nerd Herkin, we're coining that, so we deserve some sort of credit. Just stick our logo in your next book or something. We're okay with that. <laughs> um, who might pick on next? Put it in the back cave. In the Just... Oh, on the wall or something? Yeah. 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 Instead of the bat symbol on his chest, just the Nerd Herd. Like, that's, that's yeah, just, just... <laughs> just have the Nerd Herd as his screensaver in the, on the back computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even. Just, just, just me. <laughs> just leave these two out because we want to get the people coming in to us more. No, so you have true. me yeah, and Neil, yeah. you know. That's it. I totally my, agree. My ego's not big at all, so it's not. No. Uh, Shane, we will go with you because, of course, of course, you have picked. Just like I picked Batman, you've obviously picked. I've obviously picked Wonder Woman, but not probably not for the reason you think. I mean, obviously, she looks great. She's drawn amazing. But I picked this page because they've just saved all these, you know, sailors on a massive tankard and. They've just done a really good thing. But look how bored Wonder Woman looks. Like, this is yeah. just something she's just doing. Like, she doesn't want to do it. She's not enjoying it. It's just something she does. She doesn't have the life that she has, like, outside of Red Sun in the, in the DC continuity. There's no... Their friendship isn't the same in this book. It's very one-sided. 
mm-hmm. and you can see it on her face. She knows, but she just won't admit it. And it's just, it's kind of sad, but it's also very beautiful, them flying in the middle. So, I hadn't yeah. really thought about that kind of bottom panel where she does look quite sad. I, I'm sure I noticed at the time, but never really thought about that was the reason. Yeah, I didn't clock it. Yeah. Because obviously she, she's even sitting there like, oh, the people love you, Superman. Like, it's almost like sarcastic, isn't it? Like She's like, yeah. of course they love you. Yeah. You know, They have no choice but to love you. Like, I'm, I'm here <laughs> because of that. And yeah, it is quite, uh, it's quite a telly message, I suppose. And yeah. But she does look really cool, like the black and oh, yeah. red version of Wonder Woman. Mm. And uh, but yeah, I thought it was really sad, like her kind of part towards the end, the fact that uh, Superman begged her to destroy her truth lasso. Yes, the lasso Which, of truth, the unbreakable but, lasso of truth. But she obviously went all grey. Like, is this a thing? Is this just the, is this the Elseworld story talking well, here? Where in terms you, of like she went grey and weak almost. You can't destroy the truth. You can only move it. So it moved the truth into her. So she had to show her age rather than, you know, the lasso oh. is the lasso of truth, and you cannot you Ooh. you can bend the truth, but you can't break the truth. And so when she breaks it, it has to go somewhere. So it went in her. Oh. She still looked glamorous with grey hair. I'm not, I'm not being... Oh, yeah. You know, still would. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and, Scott, um, we will move on to your page. Very cool. Go for it. So this is, like, really towards the end of the whole story in issue three. And this is kind of like the first uh, page where you see Superman. He's had this kind of turning point that he, you know, needs to not be who he has been this whole time. Uh, and he he swoops up, kills Brainiac insanely quick, and I just love the pose, and the kind mm. of green glow around him, behind him, and he's just it just looks like like you know his his fists are clenched, and he just he's just had enough, and he's just just wants to fix stuff now, and uh, I thought it was such a cool bit, and you know I love the the speed you can see uh, on the first two panels there as well, just the you know just the gone yeah. you know and he's destroying brainiac and this is the closest to the flash that i'm ever going to get in this story so uh you know phil got barry Batman allen was mentioned yeah they was mentioned he? yeah oh see scott wasn't paying attention they mentioned he barry allen I- I- iris was there yeah there. i remember iris but yeah. yeah i mean holding like uh brainiac's like innards you know mechanical <laughs> innards awesome. yeah. yeah it's really cool really cool page and again the green glow is awesome yeah very cool and I'm glad in that third panel as well, you don't really see much of Superman destroying him. All all it focuses on is the hand ripping the head off the body. And I'm glad that that's the focus. And then you have, you know, the bigger part then of Superman just standing there. Yeah. It's great. And like I say, this costume design, again, was different, I think, mm-hmm. from issue two and obviously from issue one. I just think it looks really cool as well. He looks Russian, you know. <laughs> Well, he shouldn't. He should look Kryptonian. <laughs> <laughs> but is he Kryptonian? Because yes. you know, the way, oh, the way, yes. yeah. Oh, not, oh my Spoilers. God. <laughs> oh. Well, we're, we're going to spoil it because the the ending of this story, I think, I don't want to say it saves it for me, but there is a chunk in the middle where it's just you're just reading stuff they're telling you. You know, they're just they're telling you stuff, but it all kind of makes sense more at the end with that ending. Uh, pretty much the whole of issue three, to be brutally honest. Issue two was not, it just it, it was missing something for me. Issue two and issue three brought it right back around, and it was tremendous. But yeah, we'll catch up on some of the chat here before I lose. Uh, Kevin Wells and he like Homie's Detective Comics 27. What was that? That yeah, was your was not... Batsky picture of him swinging Ooh, yes, down, of course. Oh, yeah. Da-da. So, yeah, so yeah. He was here, swinging here. down like Batman's first appearance. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think of that. And that makes it better now. Thanks very much. <laughs> Extra point on my score. If, if it's even possible. <laughs> a whole point for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And Highland G is confirming it is a... Um, <clears throat> how do you pronounce this? Yushanka? Yushanka. Is a Russian hat. Cool. Thank you very cool. much. Because that was yeah. that was going to nag me. <laughs> yeah. It's going to shank you. Anyway... <laughs> I know. Um, so, anything else you want to touch on with the art at all? Oh, move on. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So we'll go with Shane because we'll we'll get we'll get more uh, 
positivity, I think, is a shame. Well, I think. no, I don't think I'm being negative. <laughs> no, no, you're not. But I just want over positivity because it's my right. thing. I, I want okay. somebody to kind of like milk my ego a little bit more, and I think Shane might do that. I think this was written amazingly well, character-wise. Um, Lex Luthor's character is such a, a dramatic version of himself, I'll say. He's still very much the Lex Luthor you know, you know, obsessed with beating Superman, obsessed with being the smartest man in the room. But he takes it to a next level in this when he tells Lois, like, you know, our, our, our marriage is over. I need to focus on Superman. It was nice. Thank you very much. Good day. You know, like, it was... Last like year, though, they meet up for, for dinner. Yeah, but then again, he's not there. He's still not there, is he? Like, his brain is still just constantly working. He's like a ninth-level intelligence, according to yeah. Brainiac. So he's always working. And I thought it was fantastic. I mean, the way he, he beat Superman with... Mm -hmm one sentence and it was just the most beautiful scene of a comic book that i've read in ages it was it was fantastic you know when he flies down to lois and he's like um she's like um lex said that this could stop you read read what's on this letter and he uses x-ray vision and he just breaks down and she's like my god what is in this letter and she opens it and it just says why not put the whole world in a bottle, Superman? And it's just like, that's when it finally hits him that he is the bad guy. And it's just, oh my God, just yeah. like, you just get goosebumps when you read that. I absolutely loved it. And Superman's you, character, sorry, go on. Do you ever see that meme where it's like, uh, it's a British comedian duo and they're wearing Nazi uniforms and they look at one another going, are we the bad are guys? Are we the bad guys? <laughs> yeah. Is that Mitchell and Webb? That's yeah. the one, yeah. It just kind of reminded me of that. Like, he realised, I'm the bad guy. Because obviously his biggest yeah. failure up to that point was the fact that he couldn't... Um, what city was it? So I forget. I forget. America, the, wasn't it? No, they put a, a Russian city in the bottle. Oh, oh and, yes. Um, and that was his biggest failure. He couldn't work out a way to bring them back to normal mm. size. And obviously that one message put the whole world in the bottle. Think, well, I'm, I'm the bad guy. And I thought, you're right, that was wonderful. That was a great, great turn. Absolutely. Because his character throughout, uh, you know he wants to do good. Like, he always does. That's fine. I get that. But he just leans straight into totalitarianism, doesn't he? He's like, it's my way or I'm going to implant your brain. You know, wrong think will not be allowed in mm. any part of the world that I control. I won't take over the world, but I will allow you to join my part of the world because look how well my part of the world is running it's like well yeah but you know they might be fed and they might have jobs but and it all sounds great but then you get to the part where it says everyone sleeps for exactly eight hours a night and it's like hold up mm. so you you're policing people's thoughts you're policing people's think their sleep it's like this isn't a world that a good guy would have yeah and you know it's because he grew up in a communist country and that's what he thinks rulership is. It's you do as I say and I will give you something to placate you. Yeah. And that's why they hate America so much because America is you work hard and you get these things for yourself, whereas they are get handed them, but they're only yeah. handed a little bit. So when America almost falls... And then Lex Destroyed. becomes president, and within six months, he's brought—he's <laughs> made America the greatest country on the planet again. And it, Superman is just so annoyed, and it just—it flowed so well. Like his character, he had the character chart. You know, he went up, he went down, he went mm -hmm. up. You know that, and that's what you want in a book, and that's what you got from books in two thousands. I—I written I written down this line, kind of touching on what you were saying there about you know with Superman and Russia, they, they it was like something like there's only two capitalist countries left in the world. That was the US of US part of the US of A, because obviously some went independent. And then there was Chile. And everywhere else was communist. And he had talked about how it's like this is the utopia. There's no there's no crime. They sleep eight hours a day. No one no one goes hungry. They all have a job. They all have a hobby. And it sounds like that's really good. But the one line I thought was excellent is like I offered them utopia but they fought for the right to live in hell. Like, I thought that was great. Like, yes, this is excellent, what you're doing, in terms of, like, you know, the other sleep, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that's you controlling us. We yeah. want to make these decisions for ourselves. 
And that's what America was doing. And America was essentially destroying itself for, for years. Their economy was so poor. But you're right, within six months, he, uh, I think they said the, the, the best economy America ever had since 1776. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, he he won the next presidential election with 101% of the vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I think and he, he then made it that the average lifespan was 800 years old. Yeah, 800 years old. Like, fantastic. He had a pill where he didn't have to sleep ever again. Yeah, he cured cancer. Everything fantastic, but what was interesting when he first started doing all of this, it was all to spite Superman, he didn't actually care about any of the people, mm-hmm. it was just yeah, he was making America great again, great again, um, <laughs> uh, purely to, to spite Superman, and he didn't actually give a, give a shit. Uh, yeah. but then but that's at the fine. end, it worked out great for the American people, didn't it? Or yeah. did it? Or did it? We obviously live for 800 years, but sure, we know what happens. At the end of the story, but I, I did really like the, uh, in terms of Lex Luthor, like going back to his character kind of trait. So Lois Lane visited him for one of their anniversaries, and mm. she bought him a gift, and he was like, "We'll just put it on my table or whatever." She says, "Don't worry, I'll make sure my assistant opens it." Like, just like, "Don't worry, we'll be opened. My assistant will open it for me." Like, he has no part to play in this whatsoever. He's not. He's not interested. But I did find that quite weird as well that Lois Lane is just willing to hang in there, uh, considering this kind of like sexual tension she had for that one face-to-face meeting with Superman. That's well, I mean, if you say it was like, it, it was one split second, and you know, I mean, hardly hardly worth ruining your marriage for, is it? But it then, obviously, when he ends it, yeah, I don't know why she stayed with him for decades after that. Well, she became mm. first lady, so maybe maybe she's she's just as smart and seen this coming. She's playing the long game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Liam, uh, the Funky Gibbons is in the house. Heidi Ho, apologies, you're late. That's okay. Don't apologize. Um, Scott, do you have anything to add to what? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. This each issue was kind of a little window in time. It wasn't uh, a full. You know, it wasn't a continuous story, if you know what I mean. It just had, like, you know, Superman before he was leader. And then, a, I don't know if it was made clear, but it was just a bunch of years. I know we had, like, we were told was he, he landed in 1938. And in the last issue, uh, I can't remember, it was, like, was it 1938? Anyway, we were in, like, the 60s, 70s or 80s after that. Um, but it was really cool to see... It all just jump and how things had slightly changed uh, in each issue. And I think the biggest change that I enjoyed was when uh, you had all of those. Yeah, when Superman was really controlling stuff and you had all those the green bits coming off the buildings. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? It was in the last issue and it was just like when, when he was talking about everyone getting their eight hours and all this kind of stuff, it was showing what the city looked like, mm-hmm. you know, like these little green little tags coming off the buildings, and it looked really futuristic, but it, what it, you know, it's like 40 years, no, 20 years or more less than when it was written, so uh, it was more futuristic than it is now. Um, uh, to be fair, I thought those green bits were weird, and that I didn't really understand it, because it wasn't Green Lantern related. But it must have been Brainiac technology or something that was yeah fueling those kind of yeah I think yeah um, um I quite like the kind of touching what you're saying in terms of going through the kind of the timeline you know you had some sort of obviously infamous characters uh, in terms of names and real life history obviously um Stalin and they had you know JFK wasn't assassinated mm-hmm. it was President Nixon was assassinated JFK was the president who obviously brought him to the uh, Area 51, which then became that was the Green Lantern uh, crash site. Yeah. And when you have these kind of like names that through the book, it tells a story in its own way too, in terms of obviously you can, you know, we can write, it's an Elseworld story, we can write it that Nixon was assassinated and JFK survived and whatever else. And like you have that kind of, um, what's the word? It's like a nod to it. It's like you're obviously in the 60s and 70s here because I've mentioned JFK, hmm. but he's not dead. But they've nodded to him because it's real life, and I quite like that kind of idea. What you you do include that into it, um, yeah. I think there was other names, but I'm not I'm not too um, I didn't do too well in my GCSE history, but I think there are 
there are other kind of references for yeah. our historical points and time. I will I will say my f- absolute favorite moment of this entire uh story was the Batman versus Superman fight. Uh it was awesome. Uh mm-hmm. I thought it was really clever how he kind of like used Wonder Woman to you know as bait uh to to get Superman over and then you know the red sun uh, which didn't really make sense cuz I was like where's the Where's the uh, kryptonite? You know, and then I was like, "Why is it? Why is it a red sun and all this?" And then, am oh, I missing you something? No, you don't know. Superman uh, on Krypton, they have a red sun, and we have a yellow sun. That's why he has powers. So if you put red Superman red. under a red sun, he becomes human. So he just right. loses his powers. Because I thought that was just for this story, um, the red sun thing. So thank you very much for that. But anyway, it was so cool. Um, I did really enjoy that, and just just you know. Batman seems to be clever in every universe, by the by the looks of it. Uh, but yeah. it was a really cool fight team. The the Batman origin story was great. Like obviously his parents were still gunned down, but gunned down by the would be successor to Stalin. Like Stalin's mm-hmm. illegitimate son killed them, all because they handed out some flyers, you know, <laughs> against the Russian regime and stuff. And so obviously he's completely dead set against that and that's his kind of motivation and i thought that was so cool like just uh, it just it just felt really good to have that origin um yeah i mean like that, that, that we need that dark sun but because i just want to read more of that scheme <laughs> oh, that you mentioned and i just want to read more of them. yeah it is just write it ourselves fan fiction or something i don't know we'll just do it ourselves we'll make we our own nerdhood publishing company we'll just do it it's fine <laughs> Um, I didn't know this when I first read this book, but it's something I read after, and then I remembered obviously reading this time. Um, again, not being too famous with Superman books, maybe Shane would, would know this, but Pete Ross or Peter Ross is Clark Kent's best friend from Smallville. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this guy who was Stalin's son, Peter, Peter Rossloff. Yeah. So Peter Ross. So that's like the version of him, and, and you had you had everyone. Yeah, yeah, Lana was there. You had, you had, um, you know, Nas, the other characters within the Superman kind of, you know, universe, whatever. And even the likes of, you obviously had Wonder Woman, Batman, you had Lois Lane, you had Barry Allen was mentioned, Iris was mentioned, Oliver Queen was there. He was a reporter, wasn't he? Um, Jimmy Olsen, of course, was in the CIA, who then became the vice president. And even at the start, I think issue one, they interviewed, uh, Clark Kent's mother, who talked about her, Jonathan. Thank God Jonathan's not here to see see all this. That was obviously the American version of, of Clark Kent's mum. What was her name? Martha? Martha. Mm-hmm. What do you say that name? <laughs> so yeah, that, I just thought those kind of nods and stuff were just so cool. Like, just having them in there. Can I ask why is that so cool? Why is like why is, you know, you write the three issue what if story and you just use the same people, but you just make them look a bit different. And this this is this is my gripe with all what if story elsewhere stories. Um, I just can't uh, like why isn't it more original? And you just uh, I don't know. It's I'm like just... if you watch if you watch the Marvel movies and the Marvel TV shows, and you see this little Easter egg that isn't so much relevant to the overall story, but they mm. include it, and it's like oh yes, I know this, I know this part. I get yeah, this reference. It's just that. Okay. All right. I, th- I think. And it's also, the, it's the writer as well showing you that they know the source material. They care about the source material and they want you to know that they respect the source material. You know, this but, isn't a book written in 2022. This was 2003. If he it's a, loved if it's Superman a, at the time. If it's an Elseworlds story, what's the point in referencing the source material like it's a it's a what if story it's a, like this is a totally different thing it's, I, well, then, I've just never got I on mean, with it why, do, why does his suit have a diamond on the chest that would make no sense because if he landed in his ship he would have his S symbol because that's the house of mm-hmm. L so changing that to a hammer and sickle you know it's just a, the what if stories are good because you always have a question about a character that you like what if Batman's parents were never shot you know mm-hmm. if Bruce Wayne's parents were never shot what if Superman landed somewhere else? Mm. You know, you have these questions and then someone comes along and writes a story to answer them for you and you really appreciate it. I mean, I do. I appreciate yeah. 
and I, I like the freedom of an Elseworld mm. story because you're not tied to any continuity, so you can do what you want. If you want Superman to fight Batman until Batman blows up, <laughs> you can have Superman fight Batman until Batman blows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's one of those times where, say, they didn't include Martha, they didn't mention Jonathan, say, you know, Jimmy Olsen wasn't involved in any capacity. Would there be more questions like, why why did he not reference them? Why did he not bring them in some sort of form? You know, like they don't have the, they're, like they're not pivotal kind of characters in the story. Well, I suppose Jimmy Olsen was, but he was obviously aligned with uh, Lex Luthor. But like, if you don't include them, there it might raise more questions. You know, no, I think especially like with Pete. I mean, very few people remember Pete Ross, so having that. That is just a really deep cut. That's mm. that's a sign of respect for the source material, that one there, because that could have been anyone. There was no need to put that in. So I think it's just the writer wants you to know that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, kind of moving on to a bit of a political discussion, but not, not too mad. So when I was reading this, I was, t- I was trying to wonder, is Mark Miller, is he trying to kind of instill messages in this. I couldn't work out is he a socialist or a capitalist because essentially what happened is that capitalist America won the day, I suppose, in the end. They lived for eight hundred years, but then obviously they destroyed itself. So is he trying okay. to say what you know thousands of years in the future. Yeah, but is, is he trying to say like like you know one kind of version is better than the other or you know do you know what I'm trying to say like what well, he's definitely he... saying communism bad. I mean that's that's not hard to point out. I mean <laughs> that's pretty obvious. Communism bad. You know, you should be able to think for yourself without being turned into a Superman robot. <laughs> this is true. You know, the second you can't think for yourself, the second that's it, society is done. You're not allowed to have your opinions done, 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 done. So that's why the Superman turned them into robots. And that's what you are. The second you don't have your own opinions and your own thoughts, you're just a drone. You're just mm-hmm. doing what, you're just going with the flow. So, but. I think he might be lean a little bit more socialist than capitalist. This is what I was thinking. As he's getting paid to do a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at these kind of with the drones, like you saying, the kind of mind control and the kind of like you know, you can't be thinking a certain. But even Brainiac, to be fair, was well, Superman thought he was under his control for so long. Of course, it transpires that Brainiac, a sense, he was the big bad really in the overall story, which was great. But yeah, just kind of thought, like, where does where does Mark Miller sit in this? And again, it's a book that I think if it came out today in twenty twenty two, it would be quite controversial. I think, uh, given the current, only on one side, one side of the political spectrum. The other side would enjoy it for what it is. Um, just catch up some comments. Sorry, folks, I've lost my way completely. Uh, Peter from Triple G Comics is in. He's in just in time for the herd's choice for next week. Get your get your thinking caps on. And final final thoughts and scores. So get your scores okay. in, Pete. And Connie as in I'm late. I was out. What? <laughs> Nerds are never out. Yeah. And this week in Metropolis. Could be James, could be Matt. Just saying I love the whole what off what if scenarios. And this is another point I want to make before we go into our final thoughts and scores. Like I've watched the Marvel What If animated mm. series and i really enjoyed it really loved it but i think this as a what if or an else world almost like has more of an imprint on somebody like i'll remember this like i forget the marvel what if series to be brutally honest but yeah. i'll remember this for to be fair when time. when i uh tell one of the guys i work with what what we're reading next week and stuff like that and i tell him you know oh we're reading superman red sun initially straight away he just went ah that's a good one <laughs> You know, so yeah, it kind of. Uh, I think I know what you mean there. So, I, 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 I won't forget this. It's definitely an impactful thing because you know, considering how good Superman is, mm-hmm. and then how not good he is in this, um, it's it's a really good um, way to flip the character on its head, and and I think it will stick with you if, uh, you know, if you are interested in this kind of stuff. And yeah, I'll remember it definitely. Awesome. Um, I, I mean, I haven't forgot it in twenty years. So, and I'm old, yeah. and my memory goes. Yeah. I walk in the kitchen and forget what I went in there for. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just towards the end, Hank Deasy has arrived in the chat. And hi, how are you? But as we're coming to the end of this show now. I think is there any other final points that you guys want to get in before we go on to our scores? 
I do have one thing I really want to point out that I really, really enjoyed when Lex, um, for the final confrontation, and Lex appears, and Brainiac mm. like shoots him into the computer, and he's like, sorry, I couldn't let him talk to you. My calculations would show that it would take him 14 minutes to convince you to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, he is a level 12 intelligence. Lex Luthor's only a level 9, according to Brainiac. Yeah. Brainiac's a level 12. I but apparently he... he could talk Superman into that. I thought that was brilliant. What level intelligence is Superman then? This is all I wanted to know. I was like, right, if he's level 12, he's level 9. What is oh, Superman? Superman's what am I? Prob- Superman's probably a 3 or a 4. Mm. Super- you know, it's Batman, Lex Luthor, and Mr. Terrific. They're the top three brains in the DCU. Yeah. Are we the top three brains on YouTube? Like, where, where are we ranking this? What's We're not even the top three on the nerd Mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are three. Yeah. Um, I've got another last minute arrival. Helen is here. Oh, mama. Spelt like a Kryptonian name. Oh, oh yeah. That, I bet that wasn't even intentional. Good job. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on to our final thoughts and scores, folks, in the chat. If you've read along this week and you have a score for us, it's above nine. Put it in the chat. I'm all <laughs> uh, Who will we start with? We will start with Scott, I suppose. Scott. You suppose. All right. Um, really cool story. Uh, like I just said, it's really cool to see how they've kind of flipped this on 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 his head. Uh, Superman being really good, and then him just kind of wanting to have total control of the world without really have, uh, you know killing anyone or you know just waiting for them to come along. Um, I really enjoyed all the, the different character designs, uh, and how that and yeah, it's you know it's interesting, if you, just by changing one thing in a story, and seeing how all these other things change, um, that is something I do find interesting in a, in a what if story. But then, um, my the other side of it was, um, you know, I always wanted to be a bit more original because it's just like it's just changing all these all this one thing, and then just changing lots of little things about everything else we already know i don't know um maybe i'm just having a bad week i don't know um but anyway uh really really fun sorry i'm I'm just gonna stop talking and i'm just gonna say my score because i'm just gonna end up waffling um i'm gonna give it an eight um memorable story uh pretty cool and uh batman batman's hat was nice Nice. That's all we need. A good hat on Batman's head. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Um Shane, thoughts, scores? I love this. You know, reading it twenty years ago, I thought it was a great story. I enjoyed it. Um reading it this week in twenty twenty two, I realise how <laughs> how scary this book actually is <laughs> when it's um mirroring certain things you know that go on in real world back 20 years ago i weren't thinking about that i was just reading the comic and enjoying it um i've thought about this book for 20 years like on and off do you know what i mean i've i look at it when i'm going through my comic boxes i look at my figures that i've got i've got my wonder woman figure that from the red sun so i'm pretty sure i'm going to think about it for the next 20 years and i'm going to read it you know a few more times it's fantastic and the fact that it is a complete circle you get to that last page and that last page leads to the first page of the book. It's genius. It, it's absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't read it, you should read it if you're a Superman fan. If you're not a Superman fan, I think you would like this as well. Because this is a different take on Superman. If you don't like him because he's a Boy Scout to Goody Goody, then I think you would like this. This is a must-read for if for any comic fan. This has to be in the top 100 of comic books to read. You know, like the bucket list of comic books. It has to be. But for me, I know it's not perfect. There are a few little flaws, but it's very nitpicky. Um, I'm going to give this a 9.5. Ooh, nice. That makes me very happy. <laughs> I tend to score with the books you pick higher than you do, Phil. Have you done the same thing this week? We shall find out. <laughs> Folks, we have two scores in. Uh, one from Dominic, one from Kevin. So this is your last chance before I finish my, my spiel. Uh, to get your scores in. Also, use this time wisely to get your choices in for the, the Herd's Choice. And Scott's going to collect them up and, and and do the little spinny wheel thing at the yes. end of this. Okay. Um, I don't have 
too much different to say that you both kind of covered it. I love a good what if story, but the difference from this to kind of other ones that uh, I've read or watched on the television is that this will stick, as she had mentioned, for a long time. And it has done. I remember I read it only maybe three or four years ago, really enjoyed it. This time around, I've taken more out of it. I think I've enjoyed it a lot more this time. And again, it's something I'll probably read every couple of years to kind of refresh myself. But there, there is a portion in the middle of the story where you kind of just have to, not, I don't want to say like a slog, but you kind of get, get through it because it all kind of makes sense towards the end. And um, I just thought it brings it right around uh, full circle. And that ending, like Shane mentioned the word genius. I thought he was talking about me for a second. But I, I just think it's tremendous. Um, I love the story, loved, loved the kind of twist, I suppose, because, I mean, I don't think they mentioned Kryptonian at all in this book. They refer to him as the alien because they think he's an alien. But obviously, he's an earthling from thousands of years in the future with this advanced power and stuff whatever else and obviously the red sun is obviously what kind of uh i don't know how that works out so there are a few questions still unanswered but overall i, I really loved it really enjoyed it looking forward to reading it again looking forward to getting to the top 10 this week because scott's gonna have to do a little image for our top 10 no hey. doubt so i i am going with a nine which is as she mentioned less than him because i do think it's one of those stories that it's tremendous, but there are a few flaws that kind of arc me slightly, but not in the same way as Kingdom Come. So that's a nine out of ten from me. So let's go through some scores. Like save Dominic uh, from where is it? The comic book report. He has gave it an eight. His reason. I've got some obligations that make me. Oh, that's the, he's leaving the broadcast. <laughs> I just gave a score. There we go. He just gave us the score and then left. Okay. Uh, Kevin had said he hasn't read it in 10 years, but the end had stuck with him, and he's given a 7.5. Martin from Sonics Comics has said, I had a high expectations going into this and wasn't let down at all. Loved the story and the art from start to finish. Easy nine from him. Liam, um, he enjoyed the story, although not as much as he thought he would. He gave it a seven. And I think that is it from the scores. Good. So I just check I have them. So I've got the 8, the 7.5, the 9, and the 7. Just the four scores, am I right? Mm -hmm. Just the four scores. So that gives the you guys in the chat the average of 7.9. Yep. All right. Which then with I9, Scott's 8, and Shane's 9.5, give us an average of 8.6. Does that sound right, right guys? Perfect. So, where does it fall in the top 10? It's definitely in the top 10. <laughs> it's been Best a while. Team. But I just realized, is, is it going to push one of my books out? No, uh, it pushes Scott's. Yes. Oh. 8.6, which is joint, is that joint fourth? Four, they call four, that? Yeah. Fourth, yeah. With uh, Batman Adventures Mad Love. I think that's good. You know, that, 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 I have three books in the top five. That's all I care about, really, to be honest. <laughs> But just, you know, even though it's not, it's in the top 10, here's the rest of the leaderboard. If you're interested, that's the rest of that. And yeah, that's that's Superman, Red Sun. Excellent book. So now we need to find out what we're reading next week because we have no clue whatsoever. And we have a few choices part. in. Yeah. <sighs> we, have, we have two. Is there more? You know, oh, three. We have three choices. So, uh, so we've got... Oh, yes, Kev. So, yeah. uh, next one. We uh, have. Go oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say what you want to say. Yeah, no, you do, because I've lost so the fourth we've one. We've got uh, Tottenham Gaming. He says, All Star Batman, My Own Worst Enemy. Uh, then we've got Connie saying, The Batman Who Lasts by Scott Snyder, just because she wants an excuse to read it. Uh, Martin has said uh, he would like Reckless. Ooh. And Kev has said that he would like Extremity by DJW. So uh, Martin's going for that top spot of Reckless. Got a fifty percent yeah. chance of a Batman title. Oh, I thought we vetoed Batman when we did Batman Man. I can't have any more <laughs> Batman out. <laughs> so, <laughs> lucky I read this when I saw Batman in there. Uh, 
Liam has jumped in the last minute one. Is it too late for that? No, that's fine. So they both they both want self storage. That's, that's what I was wondering. Was that two entries? Yeah, I'll do two. Just Connie and her pet, um, her pet panda wants Batman who laughs as well. So we count on that. I mean, no, no, sorry, um, sorry, okay. Connie. I tried. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get the screen shared. There we go. All right. Okay, so let's give it a, is right. I'm assuming this is everyone now. Okay, we'll give it a quick shuffle. One, two, three, four, five. Good luck, everyone. Let's see who gets it. Something good, something good. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. There we go. Oh. Kev with extremity. Well done, mate. You've won Not that done. there. Uh, I'm quite pleased with that. I'm really pleased with yeah. that, actually. Daniel Warren Johnson assist. I mean, Sheehan, you will love it. You will love it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, that's... As long as he's writing it and not drawing it. <laughs> I think he's on both. I could be wrong. Yeah, he's always on both. Always on both. Uh, yeah, that's what we have next week. I'm assuming just volume one. But yeah, Extremely by Daniel Warren Johnson. Not DJW. Oh, yeah. 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 So, of course, you will be invited to come on the show next week if you can make it. Which you may be anyway, but anyway, so you get the swag as well. And you get two ports, two two lots of swag sent Has him. he had swag? Has he he's been on before, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Kev. But that's us for this week, folks. Thanks everyone for, for watching us live on YouTube. Uh thanks for guys listening on the podcast after. We've enjoyed it this week. It's a Superman Red Sun. All we have left to do is uh get your waves out. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>